Good morning, listeners. I got up early one morning and I rushed right into the day. I had so much to accomplish that I didn't have time to pray. Problems just tumbled about me and heavier came each task. Why doesn't God help me, I wondered. He answered, you didn't ask. I wanted to see joy and beauty, but the day toiled on gray and bleak. I wondered why didn't God show me? He said, but you didn't seek. I tried to come into God's presence. I used all of my keys at the lock. God gently and lovingly chided. My child, you didn't knock. Well, I woke up early this morning and I paused before entering this day. I have so much to accomplish that I have to take time to pray. Amen. Good morning. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to my bestie. She and Mike are on a road trip. Dee and Mike are on a road trip. God keep them safe. And I don't know how long they're staying, but I know they're going to have a great time. Also, like to dedicate the podcast to my friends in Brazil. They contracted COVID. Oh, it is still alive and spreading, which is sad. So, everyone, please continue to to protect yourselves. Um, yeah, actually, they were not tested, but they've got all the symptoms. So, our prayers got a storm on them right now. And uh, that's it (laughs) for right now. So today we are all over the Bible, all over it. You're going to love it. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I open up my Bible at the start of each day, I lift my eyes to heaven and I most sincerely pray. Lord, open up my heart and mind to hear these words today. I want to understand you, Lord. Please hear these words I say. These stories that were written so many years ago hold the way to my salvation. Your word has told me so. I thank you for my life, Lord. The blessings of your son for my family, friends, and neighbors. I love them, everyone. And when I close my eyes, Lord, at the ending of each day, I will praise my Father up in heaven for the gifts he sent my way, for the universe he created, and the lives of those I love. There is nothing greater in my life than my love for God above. So as I open up my Bible, at the start of each day, I lift my eyes to heaven 
And I most sincerely pray, Lord, open up my heart and mind to hear these words today. I want to understand you, Lord. Please hear these words I say. Amen. And here's a prayer. It's called a winner's creed. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you'd like to win, but think you can't, it's almost a cinch you won't. If you think you'll lose, you've lost. For out in the world we find, success begins with a person's will. It's all in a state of mind. So you want to pray to God for a strong, strong will. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be back. We're going to dive in. You know, my Charles F. Stanley Life Principles Bible. Wish you had one. (laughs) Be right back. Let's talk about the downfall of pride. And the research materials for today is 2 Chronicles chapter 26 and Exodus chapter 30. When we rely on our own strength to combat sin or achieve our goals, we ensure our defeat. After all, Whatever we acquire outside of God's will eventually turns to ashes. A good example of this was King Uzziah of Judah. Uzziah was a great reformer and ferocious warrior who enjoyed great success as long as he sought the Lord. He could have enjoyed a lifetime of victory if only he had kept his focus on God. Unfortunately, Uzziah turned his attention to all he had accomplished and gave in to pride. And predictably, corrupt behavior and unfaithfulness to the Lord soon followed. Eventually, he was so altered by his pride that he believed he was above the law and entered the temple to do what was strictly forbidden by God's word. God consequently struck Uzziah with leprosy for usurping the work of the priests and defiling the temple. And he died tragically because of this sin. Listeners, pride will take us places that we have no business being, and before long, it will destroy us. If we want to walk with God, we must listen when he tells us to humble ourselves and obey him. Brokenness is God's requirement for maximum usefulness.
Okay. Moving on. All right. Let's jump over to finding strength to endure. Okay. We need that. You may ask yourself, how can you find strength to endure when you face spiritual opposition? Well, what exactly is involved in developing endurance? At least four things play a big role. Number one, receiving encouragement from others. The writer of Hebrews encourages us to ponder the lives of those that he lists in chapter 11. So be sure to check out Hebrews chapter 11. He refers to them as a cloud of witnesses. We cannot see this great cloud of witnesses, but we can read about them in God's word and glean from their inspiring stories of endurance. Number two, get rid of hindrances. Hebrews tells us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. This means that we need to identify those things that could slow us down, including any sin that that God brings to our attention. Number three, running the race. Okay. Now, these are the four things that are involved in developing endurance. So, number three, running the race. Hebrews chapter 12 tells us, let us run, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. When the going gets rough, we don't run away. We can't be quitters. Rather, we continue on in confident trust. And the longer we persevere, the stronger our faith in him becomes. Yep. And number four, fix your eyes on Christ. Looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, nothing helps us endure like seeing the final prize before us. And that prize is Christ himself. If you want that prize, then you must endure. And God does promise to help you. No Christian has ever been called to go it alone in his or her walk of faith. And as children of a sovereign God, we are never victims of our circumstances. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be back with more teachings from the Bible. How about that?
I found a companion passage um, for finding our strength to endurance. And it is from Larry Libby. And he says, why do some hardships never go away even after we pray and pray? The pinched nerve doesn't heal. The job situation doesn't improve. The marriage doesn't get any better. Well, consider this. The core of God's plan is to rescue us from sin and self-centeredness. Suffering is one of God's choice tools to accomplish this, and it can be a long process. Some heartaches in our lives won't be like a 250-piece jigsaw puzzle that can be solved in a single evening. When all kinds of trials crowd into your lives, don't resent them as intruders, but welcome them as friends. Realize that they come to test your faith and to produce in you the quality of endurance. But let the process go until that endurance is fully developed. God has a long-term plan for your life to mold you into the image of Jesus. The results will be worth waiting for. Father, help me embrace the ongoing difficulties and perplexities in my life. I want you to develop my endurance. I want to be stronger and wiser and more like Jesus. But honestly, I get discouraged. I feel impatient when things don't change. So Father, please restore my faith and my hope today. Amen. Okay, now let's talk about applying God's word. And I'm talking about the book of Ezra, not often talked about, but a real powerful book. Ezra is a great example of of what commitment to applying God's word can do for both an individual and a nation. The Persian king Artaxerxes gave Ezra permission to travel from Babylon to his ancestral homeland in Jerusalem. As a godly priest, Ezra felt compelled to improve the spiritual condition of the remnant of his people. And so he worked diligently to bring about several religious and cultural reforms among his discouraged countrymen. Ezra's life demonstrates the importance not merely of learning and knowing the word of God, but also of regularly applying it in daily life. Regularly applying God's word in daily life. Because God had put him in a position of spiritual authority, Ezra also did everything he could and everything he could think of to pass on to others what he had learned in his Bible study. Ezra wasn't just a hearer of God's word. He was also an effective 
and deeply committed doer of it. God's word is an immovable anchor in times of storm. So I would like to reckon myself to an Ezra because I definitely want to pass on to others what I learn. Amen. Okay. And now a fabulous author, Joni Tada. She is breaking down Psalm 25. So first I'm going to read Psalm 25 so that we're all on the same page. And this is the modern uh, translation, modern day translation of Psalm 25. Of course, it was written by David. Oh, Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced, but disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and unfailing love, which you have shown from long ages past. Do not remember the rebellious sins of my youth. Remember me in the light of your unfailing love, for you are merciful, O Lord. The Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness all who keep his covenant and obey his demands. For the honor of your name, O Lord, forgive my many, many sins. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they should choose. They will live in prosperity and their children will inherit the land. The Lord is a friend to those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. My eyes are always on the Lord for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies. Turn to me and have mercy for I am alone and in deep distress. My problems go from bad to worse. Oh, save me from them all. Feel my pain and see my trouble. Forgive all my sins. See how my enemies have. See how many enemies I have and how viciously they hate me. Protect me. Rescue my life from them. Do not let me be disgraced, for in you I take refuge. May integrity and honesty protect me, for I put my hope in you. O oh God, ransom Israel from all its troubles. Amen. And so Joni writes, It's difficult enough trying to grab a quiet few minutes with God and his word. 
but sometimes it feels like you're running through an obstacle course of distractions to get there. You head toward your Bible or the Bible app on your iPad, but find yourself checking Facebook first or the headlines on your phone or the latest sports scores or something totally unrelated to anything. Or maybe you think a cup of coffee will help your concentration, which leads to a snack. And before you know it, the time has flown and you have to move into your day without seeking the Lord. Life has always been full of distractions and life always will be. But we truly need to connect with the Lord and his word every day. And that's why Psalm 25 gives such an effective reminder when distractions keep sidetracking us. My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. If we keep our eyes on him, he will not allow us to become tripped up or entangled in trivialities. Amen, Lord. I have spent too much time filling my mind with worthless distractions and the empty ways of this temporary world. Turn my heart. Draw my attention to you. Rule my heart. I need to spend time in your presence, feeling your nearness and listening to your voice. You know, Jesus spoke of great faith during his years on earth, but he spoke far more about little faith. Jesus chides the disciples for their small faith. He then gave them an illustration that must have stopped them in their tracks. He told them, in effect, if your faith were as small as a mustard seed, you could do anything. Notice that he doesn't compare little faith with great faith. He compares small faith with tiny, bearable, visible faith. But even this microscopic faith, if genuine, can brush aside mountains in its path. In Matthew we read that the mustard seed, even though tiny, grows into one of the largest trees in the garden. It grows. It doesn't stay insignificant. You may feel your faith is small now, but persevere. Keep obeying. Keep trusting. And your small faith will one day become something more than you could have imagined. I know, Lord, that the main thing isn't the strength of my faith, but the strength of my God. Even so, I want to trust you more and more because I know it pleases you. I want you to smile on my faith, and I want my faith to encourage others 
who are trying so hard to hold on to a little faith at all. Amen. Wow. Goes right to the heart. We spend too much time filling our mind with worthless distractions and the empty ways of this temporary world. Turn it around, listeners. Turn it around quickly. Be right back. The podcast went so quick today. I feel like going back to bed. My goodness. Um, okay. Um, let's talk about some some passages. Proverbs 22. It says, do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get self-ensnared. Father, Give me the strength to remain peaceful and joyful, no matter how the people around me behave. Help me show them your love without letting them affect my joy with their bad attitudes. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Colossians 3. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Let us pray. Father, I want to be as kind as you are kind. Help me develop this fruit of the Spirit by giving me opportunities to show kindness instead of harshness. In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians 4, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Let us pray. Father, when I am angry, help me let it go quickly before it damages my health, my relationship with you, and my relationships with the people I love. In Jesus' name, amen. And Genesis 1. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it. Let us pray. Father, I don't want to waste my time. Guide me daily to do what I should be doing. Once I make a decision, help me stick to it without becoming distracted. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 39, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. Let us pray. Father, help me to be an on-purpose person. Guide me to use my time wisely and bear good fruit. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. James chapter 4. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Let us pray. Father, help me to recognize and resist the work of the enemy against me and to live each day according to the truth of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. And lastly, a favorite proverb. I love those who love me and those who seek me early and diligently shall find me. Let us pray. Father, I am sorry for all the times I've ignored you. Forgive me and help me be diligent to start each day right by spending time with you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. And listeners, we started today off right. We are spending time with the Lord. Stay with him all day today. He's holding your hand. Don't you let it go. Come back tomorrow. Let's continue on our crusade. We're going to heaven. We are seated at the right hand today. Amen. Bye for now.